Hello and welcome, brother friends. This is the WrestleWolf Weekly Wrestling Podcast. I'm Dr. Damien Gibson. And joining me, as always, is the man who only deals in kayfabe and nothing else. It's Sir Matthew Kayfabe. Hello. How are you going? I'm good, man. I thought we could try and be professional and let the listeners know what we've got coming up on the show today. Um, And then, of course, my phone's going to go black. (laughs) We've got uh, some um, Dave Meltzerings about Daniel Bryan, Samoa Joe, and Tessa Blanchard. Uh, You'll be able to find out which New Japan star has appeared on Impact Wrestling and why I've unfollowed every wrestling personality on the face of the planet on social media. We'll also, we'll also touch on <laughs> plus AEW Dynamite chat. <laughs> I, I like that you've uh, I like that you've sizzled your your the assumption in your sizzle that our listeners haven't watched Impact Wrestling, which is probably a fair assumption. It's probably fair, man. If you look at the ratings, the majority of people have. Well, given given our listenership, we're we're on about double what Impact is at the moment, so. It's starting to get to that point, man. It really is. And it's weird because Impact is good. Impact is good. It's a good wrestling show. Every week, I'm like, this is fun. This is good. There was a uh, even, there was a promo from Big Cass, uh, a.k.a. Um, he's now called W. Morrissey, <laughs> which if you're an indie kid like I am, it's so confusing because it's like, coming up next, Morrissey. And I'm like, what? Why? Oh, that Morrissey. Yeah, I was like, we shouldn't be giving Morrissey TV time. Surely he's- yeah. Any airtime whatsoever. No. I mean, everyone has a right to their own opinion, but Moz is genuinely- He's pretty bad. Lost his mind. It's weird because you listen to like, oh, you listen to, I listen to early Smith albums and I'm like, how did this man mm. become that man? Yeah, he was like so- He was- a left-wing <laughs> poster boy before it was even really a thing, you know, like meat is murder and I'm such a dandy and everyone else is a meathead. You know he's suing the Simpsons. Like, yeah, because they had a go at yeah. him. It's pretty great. And his problem is they he appeared uh, fatter than he'd ever appeared in real life on The Simpsons. I saw him at South by Southwest in 2006. Mm. This is a humble brag. I'm getting very good at these. And uh, he ended up with no shirt on at the end of the gig. It was one of the be- it's one of the best gigs I'd ever seen. Really, it was like, oh, holy shit! I'm seeing Morrissey. Well, it's Morrissey, right? You know, and also it was at South by Southwest. I was in America watching Morrissey. You know, and he hadn't gone full. You know, hadn't gone full <laughs> QAnon by that at this stage. He was just you know. Uh, there were a lot of Fred Perry's, which I was like, yeah, there's a lot of Fred Perry's on stage. <laughs> anyway, at the end of the gig, like, because he was still doing the same stage routine where he, like, you know, he came out with a shirt with, like, three buttons undone. Mm. And then by the end of the gig, it was gone. And he 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 looked like a 45, 50-year-old man. Well, I mean, that he is he was at that point a 45-year-old. Uh, yeah. He was not in rock star shape, put it that way. Yeah. Well, that's sad. So, I'm willing to testify in the Simpsons versus Morrissey <laughs> case. I'll let him know. <laughs> um, we should go through new stuff. Have you got, you've got some uh, I've Dave got, Meltzer? I've got some Meltzer. Rings. Is that what we're calling it? Meltzer rings? Meltzer rings. I don't know. I've, we've had melts. We've had like melts. We change it we've up had every melts week. downs. <laughs> um, you yeah. Know, anyway. Uh, Meltzer town. Wasn't that the... Meltstown? Oh, yeah, that was... We're living here in Meltstown. Wasn't that what we were going to do? <laughs> well, I mean, if you want to do that every time, yes. Um, all right, we got the... Not really. Should I start with the small one and go up to the big one? Or should I start with... The- okay. Yeah. All right, so... Yeah. That would be the professional podcasting thing to do, but we're not very good at that. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, let's go from small all to right. big. So we got we got uh, Samoa Joe and Chelsea Green have appeared on a Slammiversary ad uh, the notable thing here is this happened in 2020 with Eric Young, uh, EC3, who both returned, the Motor City Machine Guns who returned, Eric Young and EC3 a bit under contract to WWE, and the Good Brothers who debuted on Slammiversary 2020. So it would probably imply that Samoa Joe and Chelsea Green are at the very least making an appearance. What do you think? Yeah, um, I think it's cool. Um I think it's really good for Impact. Mm. Like, that's two big names uh, that will draw more eyes to the product, uh, which, as we said in the intro, is already really good. It doesn't necessarily mean that they'll sign for Impact, though, because, like, uh, one of those examples, EC3, didn't stay on 
So yes, that's right. With Slammiversary as Impact's biggest pay per view, it's like their WrestleMania. You know, for if anyone doesn't know, so it may be that both of these guys show up for Slammiversary and then go off to do New Japan or AEW or or whatever. But um, yeah, I know you're keen to see Joe in AEW, but I would be happy to see him in Impact. I don't want to see him. Uh, I I I would. I think he's a big enough name. Like you know, and I've argued on this podcast before that I want to see Andrade, who obviously has a bigger future ahead of him, or at mm. least more of a future ahead of him. You know, I want to see him go off and do yeah. other things before coming to AEW. Joe is such a massive name that I feel like if he debuted next week on Dynamite, it would be just a massive deal you know he's only got so many bumps left he's already been spent a lot of time out with mm. injury like i just want to see him in the big on the big stage like i don't really want to see uh samoa joe versus triple xl or, or or tommy dreamer um you know i want to see samoa joe versus kenny omega i want to see samoa joe versus miro i want to see samoa joe versus orange cassidy like heel joe versus cassidy Fucking sick. Take my money. Joe versus Darby Allen, where he just, Darby just lets him actually murder him. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And given other people in that are currently out of contract, and I know that invasion angles are enormously overbooked, terrifying things. Why not have the the Ring of Honor originals, just the, the three fellows rock up in, in AEW and be like, hey, you guys say you're about wrestling, we're the pure wrestlers, and have <laughs> Joe Punk and another fellow <laughs> who we'll talk about a little bit later. That might be a little bit too much of a fantasy book, though. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds good. Chris Hero. Chris um, Hero's available. Yeah. And, <laughs> and Chelsea Green, um, we've kind of already mm. spoken about where, like, um, I think she'll just get more oxygen on impact and then maybe she might move across to AEW. Um, but she's also good enough to be at the top of the AEW women's division. Mm. I'm not saying that she wouldn't be, but just with the, the lack of um, time that the girls get on Dynamite at the moment, she might see impact as just a better option because on impact this week, there were two women's matches. So impact are already doing a hundred percent more than AEW are uh, with their women's division. But Anyway, either way, it's exciting that uh, I assume both of them have 90-day non-compete clauses in their, you know, Connecticut contract. So, um, it would make sense that, like, the first thing that they do is Slammiversary. Mm. So, it's exciting to, like, you know, Slammiversary is going to be a a good show again. And it is a couple of... uh a couple of days or weeks after the end of those 90-day non-competes. So, that's the Mm. the other... Uh, very, very clever of TNA or Impact, sorry, to, you know, always have their major show just after all these people become Three available. months after the <laughs> yeah. WrestleMania. It's perfect, yeah. They're, they're run by the people, the guys who run Impact are smart mm. dudes. So, we'll, we'll, we'll move on, though. We'll move on. Uh, to So, this is directly from The Observer this week. Uh, to quell rumours at this point, and of course, decisions like this could change in the future. Thank you, Dave, for basically saying mm. this is entirely meaningless and could be anything. Uh, <laughs> but right now, they are not even close to signing Tessa Blanchard or Daga, for that matter, and neither has e- even been made an offer. Everyone knows the situation. She could be one of the top stars in the company and of great value to the AEW women's division, but her past has made it to where, up to this point, the decision has been made not to try and bring her in. There were reports of them signing stemming from the report that Dagger was close to signing somewhere and that at AAA expects by late summer they could bring him back. So, we've we've discussed Tessa Blanchard before. Uh, She would obviously also be... A great addition on television, but I think we have sort of different opinions on whether we want to see her in AEW because I I would like to see her. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know enough about her. That's like my I, I think I said this last week as well. Is my my opinion is uneducated, and I try I try even though that's kind of the point of podcasting to not say anything unless I don't unless I know something about it or at least have seen the wrestler. Mm. You know, I haven't I've never seen her wrestle, so I can't you know. I've seen little promos and stuff like that. She looks great. She's Tully Blanchard's daughter, so she'll know the industry. I just think that AEW have this kind of, it just feels to me like they would stay away from controversial figures like that. It's actually a 
Like, I don't think you would see Marty scroll either on AEW anytime soon. Like, yeah. uh, you know, um, even maybe a Will Offspray might be out of bands, out of bounds, even though Will's, you know, misdemeanors were probably smaller than mm. the other two wrestlers I'm talking about. But they just seem to not want to covet that controversy, whereas WWE don't really seem to give a shit about Well, I mean, that- <laughs> I think she might be more likely to show up in WWE than AEW. I think the only thing is, obviously, it's interesting that she hasn't been offered, given that she is a generational talent, like, you know, she would immediately be up there with, you know, Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch as mm. just the absolute tippy top of a division. Um well, Charlotte Flair versus Tessa Blanchard is money, right? Yeah. Like, that story is already written. You don't need to write mm. anything. It's just you just put them in the yeah. ring and they talk about, they talk about you know, how close their dads were and they grew up together and blah, 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 blah. But, you know, now, you know, it's time for me to show which one, yeah. you know. But I mean, particularly if you get- That I'm a real yeah. horsewoman or blah, blah, if blah, you, blah, blah. If you anyway, get, sorry, if you get six away. months of- them paired together and then you get, you know, basically a 10 years of feuding, uh, that would be pretty, pretty wonderful. You could even, yeah, you could even have a thing where Charlotte wants to get the four horsewomen back together, but obviously Becky is mm. out, so she's going to bring a new force horsewoman. I mean, I'm surprised they haven't done that gimmick, like the actual four horsewomen, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like- complete with four fingers up and all that. I mean, it just it just feels like mm. leaving money on the table. I mean, maybe they will. But anyway, but uh that's 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 sort of the the I guess the 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 big news of the week. Uh and I don't know if we've talked about this. Is uh Daniel mm. Bryan wrestled on SmackDown, uh the stipulation being he would have to leave SmackDown if he lost. He lost and then seemingly out of nowhere, you know, we got a we got a Daniel, we got a we got a CM Punk sort of retirement tour before he just fucked off and stopped. Uh, you know, when he was in contempt of his contract, you know, we got a Dean Ambrose, Ambrose, like we got literally a goodbye to the Shield match, uh, which was exceptionally strange. And then we just got a got a headline from I think it was Fightful that said that. Daniel Bryan's out of con- actually out of contract, despite the fact that the stipulation was has to leave SmackDown, and we all just assumed, you know, him going around sort of talking about, oh, you know, maybe I'd like to go to Japan or whatever, uh, was was probably just a bit of a work. Uh, Meltzer suggests that there's no answer as to what's next for Bryan. Uh, he's been put in the alumni section of the company's website. Uh, and he's done sort of, you know, obviously a lot of interviews uh, and that there's really no obvious answer as to what comes next for him. Um, mm. He's f- completely free to negotiate with anyone. He's under no 90-day uh, contract. He could show up next week on Raw. Uh, he could show up next oh, week on right. AEW. Um, Meltzer suggests that if it weren't a pandemic situation uh, with quarantine issues, he wouldn't be surprised to see him wrestling at the Tokyo Dome show um, and that uh, WWE is still trying to negotiate with him um, and the door's very open. So, where, what do you want to, where do you want to see Daniel Bryan pop up? That's the question. Uh, well, AEW. In what way? I mean, Daniel Bryan is the, is the all-star signing that we've been fantasy booking for the year that we've been doing this podcast together. He's there to um, outwork everyone. Daniel, Daniel Bryan. He's sorry, there to outwork everyone. Is that what you're saying? Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to slag off Christian because Christian is a legend mm. of wrestling, right? But it was a little disappointing. He's like, you know, him being the, like, it's kind of the Matt Hardy exalted <laughs> one situation all over again where we've all just we all just decided that it was CM Punk <laughs> or someone huge and it was Christian, which was good, but mm. not super exciting. Daniel Bryan going to AEW legitimizes AEW as like, it would be a holy shit moment of like, oh, man, this is, this is big. You know, Daniel Bryan has crossover, uh, uh, what's the right word here? Like, people know who Daniel Bryan is. 
non-wrestling fans have heard of Daniel Bryan, you know, like his book was a New York Times. I mean, he was just in a he he literally was just in a WrestleMania main event. Yeah, he's a big he's a big deal, and WWE is still trying to to um, keep him around. So, um, you know, I it would be amazing if he showed up on AW. I think. Listening to, I mean, anyone who's listened to any podcasts I've ever done about wrestling knows that Daniel Bryan is in my top three wrestlers of all mm. time. Uh, listening to him talk at the moment, he doesn't sound like he's that in love with wrestling. Yeah, I wouldn't. Or at least like he wasn't with the end of his run in WWE, which is kind of strange because it was pretty good. <laughs> you know, like that storyline between, it was a little confusing at times, but the majority of that story between Roman Edge and himself was mm. good, right? Like for the last two months or so that he was in WWE. And even before that, when he was doing stuff with Drew Gulak and Cesaro, putting people over, like he was doing really good work, but he just didn't seem to be into it. So I don't know whether it's a situation of like, um, action leads to motivation in the sense of like he goes somewhere else and then he falls in love with wrestling again or he needs some time off to to get those get the tingle back you know to want to go and uh wrestle but money's not in we mm. know money's not an issue for tony when it comes to getting daniel on board so but we can probably also stay i think of, it just comes down the, of all the wrestlers in uh you know all the professional wrestlers in the world, Daniel Bryan might be the only one who money is not an issue for. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was just about to say. I think it comes down to what Daniel wants to do. Well, sorry, what Brian? He'll be Brian Danielson again potentially. Right? Well, he can't. He he won't be able to use Daniel no, Bryan in, That's unless Vince's he's going. A, unless he's <laughs> going to back to. And I think you've got like you know until until he officially leaves, you, we've got to assume that. He's, you know, WWE are in prime position to get him back. Uh, yeah. I don't know. He didn't sound very happy about Mania and just going from what he mm. has said in interviews, it doesn't sound like he's, it doesn't sound like he's angry with WWE. It just sounds like he's done with them, mm. you know, like, um, but who knows, man? Who who knows what, what he wants to do next? I think uh, what all I was going to say is that if it comes down to him, he, he will, he'll, he will want to do really good work. And I wouldn't be surprised to see him doing stuff with Will Ospreay in New Japan. Well, I think that the notable the um, notable but- thing that has been sort of stuck in my head with Brian is the interview he did uh, after uh, at at some point where he basically said, you know, comparing us to, you know, we're not a pro wrestling product, we're a sports entertainment product, and mm. Daniel Bryan is. A, like a pro wrestler, like he's not a sports entertainer. Yeah. He's a pro wrestler, and so for me, that was a real like. Mm, that's a that's a very strange thing for him to be. You know, this guy's dedicated his life to one way of wrestling. Are we? Yeah, and also he's not a huge work uh, merchant when it comes to this kind of stuff. I mean, so far he's been really honest about everything. Mm. You know, he's been like, I don't know if I'm super happy at WWE. And then, like, two weeks later, it's like, oh, I'm not in WWE <laughs> anymore. Uh, and so, I think we've kind of got to take that. You know, he's one of the few guys that you take at face value. And, like, a week and a half ago, he was talking about wanting to wrestle Kenny Omega. Um, so, if I, me personally, I would say that AEW is in the, in the box seat. Well, you've got to think. For, it seems like he wants to do something different. AEW is the other big wrestling promotion. Mm. Um, well, you've got to think that they will. They've got Kenny Omega. He wants to wrestle Kenny Omega. They will offer him absolutely anything. Uh, and if they if they don't, they are absolutely negligent in their duties to professional wrestling. Um, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but Matt Cordona's looks like a good prospect, though. So you know, I like I. You would have to think that if if I was them, this is this is the opportunity, right, where you could. Get Daniel Bryan, who yeah, he's at the end of his career, but he's just rep- like he's just main evented a WrestleMania. Yeah. Who cares? He's only thirty nine. Yeah, like- it's not. It's not like he's Jericho's age. No, no. Know? But he is, you know, a big, big deal. And you'd you'd think if you're going to get him, you would also be like, look, what do they pay? What's Brock Lesnar's contract? Let's look that up. But you know, just offer him millions of dollars for however many dates he wants, uh, you know, and you'd say you'd do the same thing for CM Punk and then all of a sudden maybe you are getting, 
maybe you're not getting raw ratings, maybe you're getting SmackDown ratings. Yeah, I also think getting Daniel Bryan legitimizes uh, any offers that you do put towards a CM Punk. Mm. You know what I mean? It's like, well, Bryan's here, you know, and he's loving it. <laughs> and I'm not saying uh, I'm not saying Daniel Bryan and CM Punk are best mates, but they're they're friendly. They respect each other. Mm. Um, from what I've heard both of them say, and trust me, I spend a lot of time watching both of them <laughs> on YouTube and Instagram. So, uh, but anyway, we're probably getting a bit ahead of ourselves. It's like all you got to do is book Daniel Bryan, then CM Punk will come, and then AEW will be the biggest yeah. <laughs> wrestling promotion on the face of the planet. A little bit my fault there. Um, I'll have to take credit for that one. But really, like you are talking about, like if Tony Khan obviously would be reaching out to him, and you know, oh, like the option is, it's like you know, yeah, you can go back to WWE and um, you can be a sports entertainer, and that's a perfectly valid thing to do. You know, I don't think it's. It's probably not um, – one factor would probably be the fact that there's been rumours of the Bella Twins returning. Like, you know, obviously that's not going to happen in AEW. Um, oh, well, maybe maybe it is, but I don't think it's going to happen in AEW. Um, well, if Daniel comes across, maybe. but uh, the uh, You know, they're really a very, very, very WWE product. But is there – you know, what AEW can offer, WWE can offer more. They can offer a bigger stage. They can probably offer more money, though that who knows what actually, what access Tony Khan has to what money. Uh, mm. But AEW can offer a fuckload of money being the biggest star on Wednesday night TNT and the ability to wrestle in New Japan, the ability to wrestle in Ring of Honor, mm. the ability to wrestle in Impact, the ability to wrestle at fucking Joey Janela's spring break. Like, you know. <laughs> well, that's it. That's the clincher. You, you can me. come wrestle for MCW in Melbourne, Australia, if you want. You know, like there is. Please come to Melbourne and wrestle <laughs> for MCW. <laughs> like this this is the thing, right? Like you can sort of imagine him going anywhere. It's going to be a little difficult to get into Thornbury Theatre if Daniel Bryan's headlining. <laughs> But like this is <laughs> MCW. him being all elite. Like that is a that would be just such a phenomenally big deal. Um, you know, the return huge. of the American and Dragon. I think- oh man! And then it's just a matter of time before we get Sammy and Kevin Owens, <laughs> and then that's it. That's a- <laughs> and then we get Will Ospreay from Japan. <laughs> oh, sorry, uh, AEW. We're meant to be. Um, impartial <laughs> observers here, aren't we? Rather than saying we. Yes. Yes. Oh well. Like, but this this is the thing. Like, you know, I think WWE are still in the prime position because obviously he has a good relationship with them. You know, despite the storylines, mm. like he's one of their most pushed stars. I don't think money matters to him, but at a certain point, when you've got a family, I guess you know. Maybe money does, although I suspect he's the kind of guy who doesn't have a mortgage and could basically just live off the land, uh, not eat anything that mm. casts a shadow level of vegan. Um, but you just the the possibilities like fuck it'd be disappointing if you know the you know in two smackdowns uh, Roman Reigns this issues an open challenge and Daniel Bryan comes out. Oh yeah, the, I think. Um- what makes me think that is he won't come back to WWE is just listening to him speak over the last two to three weeks in different interviews, and he seems bored. He seems a bit. He seems a bit down on what he's been doing, and he seems bored. And is like the other option is that he retires. Uh, yeah. I mean that that is, and you know, you know that has come up when he talks about. He's like, I'm not 100 percent sure what I want to do with wrestling next. So he's just had another kid. So. Um, and he seems like a pretty big family man. But having said that, I mean, AEW's schedule is not as grueling as WWE's, and that's another thing that would be really appealing. And also the, the- to him. I've heard Sean Spears talk about that. I've heard John Moxley talk about that, that it's it's a big- I mean, he's um, just spent, he's just spent se- several years, you know, doing everything he can to get back in the ring. You know, like he didn't, he, he got his own doctor- to, to get, you know, to clear him from concussions. Like, that wasn't WWE. Like, it would be quite shocking if he comes yeah. back for a year and then is like, ah, fuck it, or two years. Yeah, he doesn't seem like the kind of guy that if he does go away from wrestling, I, I don't see him being like punk. But maybe he wants to you be, know? maybe, you know, uh, he wants to be a 
trainer. Maybe he wants to be a Hall of... Maybe he wants to go into the Hall of Fame. Like, you know, it doesn't seem like it, but we don't know the guy. Like, who who knows? Like, mm. it just, you know, yeah. WWE yeah. offers your legacy. And, like, as we've seen with, you know, people that do sort of burn Vince, he owns the tape. Like, you know, they just disappear. They become... Look at what he did to Ultimate Warrior. Like, you know, fuck Ultimate Warrior, but, like, you know... <laughs> They borderline slandered the guy uh, in a in a DVD release just because you know mm. he burnt Vince. Vince is a petty, petty mm. man, and I I feel like going to AEW at this time is you know not gonna. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think Vince sees AEW as competition. I think, I think he, he, cer- Jericho he certainly on. would after uh, like he had Jericho on before if they Bryan were having showed up. you know one point two million audience shares as well. Mm, I don't know. I feel like Vince is underestimating AEW. But anyway, um, anyway, I, what do I want? I want him to go to AEW. Like, for, like as, for selfishly, as a selfish yeah. mark, absolutely. But, um, you know, I, he's, given, he's, he's given me so much joy over a 15-year period. Whatever he wants to do, you know, I'll be like, oh, that's cool, you know. I might have a bit of a sulk if he retires <laughs> for a couple of days. <laughs> no, don't get to think Daniel Bryan anymore. Uh, but, yeah, I just, I don't know. No one ever comes out of WWE seeming super happy, right? Like even people who have had good runs like Daniel. Mm. So I think, you know, it it would be nice to see him do something else and see him be really happy wrestling again. But It would be great to just see him in some pure wrestling. Like, you know, Daniel Bryan, Will Ospreay would be pretty just, uh, just to understate it, would be pretty fun. Oh, fuck yeah, man. Um, but CM Punk's going to wrestle Will Ospreay at the end of the year anyway, so Daniel can't steal that limelight unless they come out together. Oh! <laughs> uh, d- Imagine that. Or Daniel does a run-in after CM Punk beats Will Ospreay. <gasps> Never let the sun anyway. go down on yourself, Damien. <laughs> Never let the sun go down on yourself. I, w- <laughs> I won't. I won't, man. I'm going to keep booking CM Punk till he's dead. (laughs) (laughs) We're, I think we're the same age. So um, you're racing. Who first? Phil. So who goes hmm? first? Oh, me. Definitely. I abused my body for years. I mean, (laughs) he's been. He's still a professional wrestler, though. Yeah, but also like retired at like, what, 31 or something. Yeah. Yeah, you might be in some strife. Anyway, I'm I'm yeah, going um, for you. Oh, uh, he did do UFC for a couple of years. That's true. <laughs> Get the absolute shit kicked out of him. We might actually we might be on a path. Anyway, what's next? What's the next That's point? That's it. We're done. We're we're on to AEW. Oh, no, we're not. Because I got a Ooh. few things uh from other promotions that have happened during the week. Uh did you see the um did you see WWE's big um Return to try and get people to watch Raw no. again. Eva Marie's back. Oh, I man. did see this. No, I, I'm just not acknowledging it. Sorry. <laughs> Everything's red, and uh, yeah, Twitter had a complete meltdown, like you would expect. Um, there was some. I saw some WWE marks <laughs> trying to stick up for Eva Marie. Like, oh, I think it's good. I think she gets hate. Ba 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 ba. Well, she definitely gets heat. <laughs> right, like that's that's absolutely correct. It's not good heat. It's fucking Miz heat. Miz is good though. It's Miz, Miz is heat. good. He's not. He is objectively. If good. he was, people would be watching Raw. <laughs> the Miz is actually. But great. no one's watching Raw. Nah, the Miz is great. He's still talking about Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny's gone. People. He's every week he cuts a promo about Bad Bunny. Oh, I wouldn't know because I don't watch. But uh, I. Me either. <laughs> I've been secretly watching bits and pieces. Uh, anyway, I just thought that was hilarious that Eva Marie's what back. A, um, what a blow to AEW. Uh, yeah, I know, right? Like, if you're Tony Khan, you'd just be fucking pissing yourself laughing. Uh, NWA Power announced a 14-man uh, battle royal to determine who will be the number one contender for Nick Aldis. Which at first I was like, blah. But the stipulations are that anyone who holds a belt in NWA won't be in this match. So I'm hoping that NWA behind the scenes have been going around and and trying to sign some legitimately decent indie wrestlers, which they have done in the past. So come on, NWA. Don't let me down. I'm 
you got me. I haven't renewed my subscription, but that was positive news coming out of another power surge this week. Another one. Well, I don't watch NWA and uh, I don't want to see any Nick Aldis matches, so I'm sorry. But, dude, for the, it's been going for six weeks and two of those six episodes have been non-episodes. That's why I wouldn't watch it. It's not good. Like, say what you want about Raw, but you do get Raw every week. I mean, it is legitimately the exact same episode <laughs> every week, but at least you get a wrestling episode every week. <laughs> um. An impact. Now, there was a legitimate mm-hmm. huge, uh, um, what do you want to call it, um, new person. <laughs> uh, what's the what's the word I'm looking Signee. for, Signee. Debut. Well, I don't know if he's signed, but he did just show up out of nowhere, and that's El Fantasmo from New Japan. Showed up on impact this week. It's a big deal. Yeah. Won a match immediately. Was awesome uh, immediately. Uh, and has been put in a six-man, uh, I think it's a six-man, like, uh, it's not a round robin, like, it's a six-man mm. match to determine who the number one contender for the X Division title is. Shit. Next week on Impact. That's a, that's a huge deal. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, hot on the heels of, fin- like, Finjuice is still the Impact champion. Yeah. Uh, and now El Fantasmo's on the roster. This is awesome. There's like this sort of secret, you know, it's almost like this secret club of like, well, if you want to watch New Japan and don't want to buy the New Japan Network, you can watch Impact. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's cool, man. That Forbidden Door's still open and uh, people are coming and going through it all the time. That's really exciting. Um, really exciting. El Fantasmo's great. People should be watching Impact. It's yeah. a good show. Yeah, and it's getting better all the time. They're doing exactly what NWA should be bloody doing. Making good wrestling shows without Nick Aldis. I agree. Yes. (laughs) If they had any other wrestlers on their roster, man, then they could drop the belt. But just give Nick Aldis is literally the only reason to watch that show. Just give it to Cody. Like, you know, he's like, you know, it means more to him than anyone else. Like, just let him be NWA champion. (laughs) He would love it. Like. He would absolutely Well, that's the want. first thing he did after he left WWE. He went and won the NWA championship. They had a really good they had a really good mm. feud, Nick Aldis and Cody. That was some that was some great. Bring it stuff. back, you know, with people watching. That would be nice. Yeah, it would be good. Uh should we talk about blood and guts? Blood and guts, yes, let's talk about blood and guts. Uh I loved all of this Can we episode. make a commitment to the people listening right now? Because they're 35 minutes in. We're releasing this after every other wrestling podcast for last week. We're mm-hmm. not going to talk about the- I don't think we need to talk about the, the crash pad. Who cares? Oh, what? Like, who gives a shit? <laughs> if I didn't until every fucking neckbeard on earth had a fucking nervous <laughs> breakdown about it, was 30 it. And then almost made me want to stop watching wrestling. <laughs> exactly. It's 30 seconds. We don't need to be those neckbeards. Like, who gives a fuck? It would like all those bumps. There has not been. Here's my, here's my comment. There has not been one good high spot since Mick Foley got pushed down the, uh, out of the cage and it exactly. fucking look at look at what it's done to Mick Foley. Like who cares? Yeah. He can't walk. It's properly. like every time Shane McMahon jumps off something onto a fucking trampoline, it's like, yeah, well, like obviously, mate. Like it's <laughs> like you're never like, oh no, he's gonna die. You're like, no, it's like massively padded surface. Who cares? It's wrestling. It's pretend. I could not. I could not fathom the backlash. The- I, I couldn't. I, I couldn't get my head around it. It was. So ridiculously over the top. Uh, and I don't even really want to give it any oxygen because yeah. it just felt like a bunch of people on Twitter fucking lost their mind. Then Wrestle, and I'll name them, Wrestle Talk fucking got on board, then Cultaholic, and then every other fucking YouTube channel on earth. And like then whenever anyone came, you know, because I spent like a couple of hours replying to these people going, are you serious? Like, it's a high spot. Of course, there was a crash pad. Relax. Stop being a Like, dickhead. I think you can say, like, uh, look, AEW. And then those people. AEW's uh, production is sometimes a bit off. Like, you know, like, I think the the worst bit than the crash pad was being able to see Jericho talking to MJF, basically telling him how they were going to pull off that spot. 
Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. like the, the way it's not the way I would have done it. Like the way I would have done it would be, you know, to have made Jericho tap out and, um, you know, then MJF pushes him off the top of the cage or something. Like, you know, something to make MJF look like fucking Satan. But, you know. Yeah. Maybe do it a little bit. The shot should have been a wide shot. Yeah, but like when Jericho was pushed off the, the top of the cage, it should have been a wide shot. And then you wait until everyone comes out to check on Jericho to get a close-up of- Exactly. You know, but whatever. Like, it's a couple of small production errors that, you know, like I I did um, notice it at the time. I was like, oh, man, that con- like that steel looks very much like cardboard. Yeah. <laughs> but so what? It's a wrestling show. It's, it's- I just couldn't, I could not get over how fucking over the top the reaction was to it. But it actually led to a positive thing because I, in my personal feed on all social medias, I unfollowed everybody who had anything to do with wrestling at all. And it's such a nicer experience now to go on anything on social media and not have to listen to people's bullshit opinions. Um, I, I just couldn't believe that, you know, and then whenever, when anyone went back at them, there was this ridiculous argument of like, um, I never said that I wanted Jericho to take a bump on concrete. I was like, no, that's not what my issue is. My issue is that there was a 50-minute match that's one of the best wrestling matches I've ever mm. seen and all you motherfuckers spent your time talking about was the bump that Chris took afterwards and whether it looked real or not. I didn't hear anyone talking about Sammy Guevara and the amazing performance that he put on in that match. I didn't hear anyone talk about Santana and Ortiz and how they almost killed themselves for our own entertainment. I didn't hear anyone talk about how good Wardlow is. I didn't talk I didn't hear anyone talk about the way that MJF, you know, uh took bumps that we don't usually see him take. Even fucking Jake was all right in this match. This was like, like I and, and, and we're, we're going to be the podcast that does say all these things because first, because you've already now said them, uh, and second, because they're all absolutely yes, accurate. Sorry, like this is this was everyone in this match looked like a, this made me get Wardlow. Like I've been like, oh yeah, he could be good, hmm. but this made me be like, oh yeah, that guy's like probably going to be something pretty impressive at some point. Yeah, like this is this is great stuff. Well, should we quickly go through the the first hour and then we yeah, can let's do it. Go a bit more in depth about the blood and guts match, and then we'll finish. Sounds up, good to right? me. Um, what did happen in the first match? I've almost forgotten. What did we? <laughs> oh, we had uh, John Moxley and um, Eddie Kingston versus uh, uh, Nakazawa and Kenny Omega. This match was fine. Yeah, it was what it needed to be. Um, I like I, I like uh, John and um, uh, oh God. I'm blanking on everyone's names. I do this with Eddie Kingston all the time, every week. <laughs> I like the idea of them as a tag team, but there's something about this storyline that just isn't quite clicking for me. Look, it's not the most exciting storyline, but uh, we're about to get, you know, Samoa Joe debut and uh, we're going to get Joe Joe Kingston. This is my Daniel Bryan. Like, I just want to see Samoa Joe and Eddie Kingston forever. It would be pretty great. It would be pretty great. Um, uh, Yeah, then we had the Cody... Uh, QT Marshall match, which was not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Uh, look, yeah. QT Marshall is not very good at wrestling. And hopefully this means that, although, like, so it's like that Anthony Agogo guy uh, is clearly, he has got all the potential to be a star. Are we ready for him to mm. be in this match with Cody, which is what I'm assuming? They've they've teased that Cody's making his double or nothing announcement at uh in, at the next dynamite, and you know, given the end of this match, are we are we ready for Cody mm. Rhodes versus Anthony Ago? Is Anthony Agogo ready for Cody Rhodes? Or and I've got I've got got a pitch for you, and it's not a good pitch. Cody okay. Rhodes <laughs> announcing this points out that maybe it's not going to be like he's not going to say it would. It would be a very strange thing for them to forward promote Cody Rhodes coming out and saying. I'm going to wrestle or challenge Anthony Agogo, but it mm. would not be a very strange thing. Anthony Agogo is an Olympic boxer. At the moment, you know, this Triller thing, like people are making a fucking fortune off big celebrities boxing real people. Is Cody Rhodes going to really box Anthony Agogo? Oh, <laughs> I think I think he is. <laughs> I, had even, I had not even contemplated that thing. 100%. He- it's Cody. You know Cody's going to want to fucking do- He's oh, he is going to get He's the absolute up. shit kicked out of him, right? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, man. Yeah. I. Oh, God. I think that's what the announcement will be. I don't think it'll be a shoot boxing match. Oh, God, I hope <laughs> not. With Mike Tyson refereeing, right? Well, it is AW, so of course you've got to get Iron Mike involved somehow. <laughs> I think you're right. I think that what, that's what will be the announcement this Wednesday. Well, it's just dude. like because I saw that and I'm like, oh, God, like, fuck, Cody thinks he's Triple H. It's so funny. And then I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> What's he actually announcing here? <laughs> I just have this. Uh, who knows? I think Anthony Gogo's got um, plenty of like uh, upside, but I just feel like this is all a bit rushed. If that's what it is, it's been like what three weeks? Yeah. Well, uh, look. I'm. I mean, I'm glad that they've moved on from uh, from QT Marshall. QT. Uh, like that's yeah, obviously yeah. clearly over as him anyway, like hopefully they're not going to be like, well, hmm. QT gets another chance at Cody. Um, oh, God. <laughs> no. <laughs> like this. If, it, if if QT's out of the picture, then, you know, I probably did overreact to the QT-Cody angle. I don't angle think so, right? Bit, L- think know. about this. So, there are four vice presidents. QT Marshall is Cody Rhodes' best friend. Brandon's, Brandon, whatever his name is, the D&D wrestler. Brandon Brandon Cutler's the Young Buck's best friend. Michael Nakazawa is Kenny Omega's best friend. Michael Nakazawa's being used as, like, a production assistant. Brandon Cutler's a dork who, like, is kept around by the Young Bucks to film them for backstage vignettes. And QT Marshall's in a a really big feud that uh, is getting major TV time. So, like, I just- one of those things is not like the other. No, but if it means that the other three guys in the factory get put over a little bit, then I'm probably not as angry about it as I was a month ago. Yeah. But it's still but shit. But, I mean, it would have been I mean, way cooler. Still, the way- Still should be War Horse versus <laughs> But, Cody. like, really, like, I mean, you could have just had those three guys. You could have been like, hey, you know, we're going inside the the Nightmare Factory and this is how, you know, they train all this kind of stuff and you just have a few vignettes and then you have them just, like, fucking truck QT Marshall so then Cody's put on notice and he's like, you know. It should have been Dustin. It, it should have been Dustin. That yeah. Rather than but QT. But they didn't even need and an then old like, You guy. replace QT with Dustin and it's a thousand times better yeah. QT should have been, should have just been trucked and, like, left bleeding. Like, that's the, anyway. Yeah. Anyway, it's not worth uh, mourning over too much. No. It was whatever. It's yep. fine. Um uh oh the ethan page scorpio sky darby allen promo pretty amazing i mean they i watched this three times i watched this three times because i was like did they actually just push darby allen down some concrete stairs and they did they just pushed him down some concrete Absolutely stairs did. uh ethan page is great probably didn't help yeah th- this um probably didn't help people's reaction later on no well it certainly made it a you little I mean? bit uh when someone takes a bump that is so massively irresponsible as uh darby does on a regular basis <laughs> but also ethan page said something that i was like this is fantastic because he just straight up said yeah i could talk about all the the history we have and you know the fact that we've wrestled each other all over the world and i've done this to you and blah 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 but, you know, no one cares about that stuff they haven't seen. And it's like, so first of all, he gets over the fact that they have this massive backstory. But he also doesn't just, like, make that the story. Mm. He sort of, you know, moves the story on, which is great wrestling mm. storytelling. Yeah, it was fantastic. And it made me really like Ethan Page. I mean, I already liked mm. Ethan Page, but it made me really like AEW Ethan yeah. Page. And also kind of made, made me change my mind about Scorpio Sky. Really? So I'm kind of into Scorpio Sky. Yeah. That's interesting. That's been a long time coming. Well, he was just so bland with SCU, man. Like, he's got a bit of personality now. Like, you know. Mm, That's true. There's there's motivation to the character. The character is actually a character. character. It's not just like his generic athletic wrestler number seven. That's fair. Um, But yeah, love this. Can't wait to see everyone involved, be more involved in it. Darby, just, just relax. You know what I mean? I love seeing what you do, man. But fucking hell, <laughs> don't don't <laughs> Jesus don't kill yourself yet. Yeah, but like please, you know, not for not for wrestling <laughs> fans, man. We don't we don't we don't deserve it. 
the Taz analytics analytics video was pretty. pretty oh, I cool. loved it. I loved that. Like they're doing that now as like a troll rather than a like legit. I, th- I like them when they're legitimate. I like them when they're trolls. Uh, it's great. Yeah. Uh, Britt Baker did a little promo. Uh, like she could legitimately be a crossover. Star, she she is going to be a great women's champion. I think that's that's my takeaway. Uh, no, I think Sheeta should keep the belt. Ah, <laughs> uh, you can get fucked. I quit. Um, uh, I'm a hundred percent joking. I think Sheeta's been a really good champion, and I think in a really difficult period of time. Yeah. Um, but it's been a really long time. It's time. It's time, man. It's time for Britt Baker to be champion. It's time. Um. Get your Goth Whitlam T-shirts out. It's time for Britt Baker. To- just- <laughs> We've got to put one obscure Australian yeah, political did, reference in there. Did you say Goth episode. Whitlam? If so, that's the that's the name of my new band. Goth. Uh, I, thought, I, I thought you goth. might have said Goth. Goth Whitlam is that's- pretty sick. <laughs> I'm way in on that. Yeah, you got to come down to the you got to come down to the ESPY and see my Cure cover band, Goth Whitlam. <laughs> <laughs> um. The acclaimed are in my stable, dude. Really? Yeah, I'm getting in and and, and drafting them before you get an opportunity. <sighs> it's a bit Sorry. disappointing. They're pretty pretty great. Um, the rap. They're so good. This Love week, them. when he references Dark Side of the Ring, I was like, this is the most inappropriate thing to ever happen on television, and I love it so much. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, SCU going over in this match annoyed me slightly. Uh, when you consider who the other three teams were, but it kind of builds up SCU going into their match with the yeah, look, and they're not going to be a tag team from next week, so surely it makes you feel a little bit better. Yeah, yeah, and I don't want to be a giant baby about it. Like all those other three teams will be around for fifteen years, and I'll get to watch them a lot. <laughs> um, the you know the only thing is I don't I don't really know much about. Kazarian or Chris Daniel, so there's very little investment in me. But I will say the last few weeks they have piqued my interest mm. a lot more than they have previously. Well, that's good. But I think it's because I know there's an end game to it, so I'm prepared to wear it. Yeah, that's fair enough. I think that's I think look, if this was SCUR hurtling towards the tag team titles, that would be a very bad storyline. Yeah, yeah. Um, a couple of other really tiny things before we get into the main event. Uh, Moxley cut a promo about uh, Nagata. Yep, this he's going to. This was sick. This was so good. I can't wait to see this. Yeah, this know, was right? a legitimately great uh, promo pack as well. Yeah, great promo. Going to be an amazing match. More New Japan stuff, which mm. is great. Um, then Kenny came out, cut a promo with Orange Cassidy that. Until Orange came out, was probably running a little bit long for my liking, uh, but that's probably because I was just excited for the Blood and Guts match. Um, but yeah, Kenny, Kenny and Orange Cassidy are going to have a feud. Well, I don't like this. Is the thing I got really excited about Kenny Pack, and I was sitting there. I'm like, this is this is fucking incredible. I can't believe they're going to do this. Yeah, and then <laughs> and then Orange Cassidy came out, and I'm like, I sort of. Oh, no. <laughs> well, the thing is, like, I sort of want Kenny Omega to fuck over Orange Cassidy so we get a pack Omega, just, you know, five-star incredible match, and then eventually we build to an Orange Cassidy. Like, is this- I think that might be what Particularly happens. if we're heading towards actual capacity crowds. Like, I know that the, the, the big story is Adam Page overcoming anything, everything and- you know, at all in or whatever, winning the title. But it might be one of the biggest pops of all time if at all in Orange Cassidy was the person who beat Kenny Omega in a shock. Holy like, shit. And Orange Cassidy yeah. doesn't need- Orange Cassidy could lose the title the next night on Dynamite. Like, it'd be perfectly fine booking. He doesn't need it. Like, it doesn't matter. It would just be a major, like, and he's better without a title. Like, it would be, he's the kind of baby face that you'd- I don't know. It would be pretty interesting to see Orange Cassidy as <laughs> AW champion for a bit. But, like, you know, he's the kind of baby face that doesn't need it. Like, you know, he, he like Daniel mm. Bryan, like, Daniel Bryan as a heel with the title is spec one of the greatest things in the world. But as a face with oh, the title, so kind of like, you want to see him on the chase. You don't want to see him on the, uh, you know, as the top of the world. Mm. Uh but that could be, like, better than Adam Page winning the title, which is something I never expected to say. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I really do want to see that Adam Page redemption story, like Hero's Journey. 
But I mean, he like I really like he still could like you know if 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 they flipped the title back basically straight away, you could have Orange Cassidy back to Kenny. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That would be amazing. That would be great. The uh, and like yeah, I mean, I don't want to see Pac lose to Kenny again. I mean, Kenny put him over pretty big by saying like you know he beat me. Uh, that's true. That's true. Like I don't. Yeah, it was a good promo. Losing, losing to Kenny Omega doesn't just doesn't hurt you, in my opinion. Losing to the champion, if it's a strong champion, doesn't hurt you, in my opinion. No, especially if the in ring stuff's done well, and it always is with AEW. Yeah. So all of these, all of these um, possibilities are so fucking exciting. Yeah. Man. <laughs> yeah. It really uh, speaking is, of, it? and then Miro came out and talked about how he's going to wrestle. Uh, Darby Allen for the TNT Championship next so week. So he's gonna win, right? Yeah. Like Darby's injured. He they have the stip that, uh, which I hope they don't use. Like I hope Darby, it, it makes sense for his character to, you know, come out with a sling on and you know really put try and push through and then just get absolutely trucked by Miro. But they've got an excuse to get the title off Darby. Miro's mm. this Miro is great. Let's just do it. Yeah, I think it's probably time. And, uh, you know, Darby can always come back into the picture later on anyway. Mm. He's a baby. Like, it's, you know, he's got, um, yeah. I, Miro needs a belt. Yeah. He definitely needs to be valid. Miro needs a belt. He needs to be champion of something. Um, yeah. Make it happen. Anyway, blood and guts, man. Uh, I was, from the minute this match started, I was engrossed. Like, the phone went away, mm. the laptop went away. I was just a hundred percent watching every single from the minute that Sammy and uh, uh Dax got in the ring, I was in, you know. Uh this is the best that I've seen the war games gimmick used ever. I know there might be some old timers who are like, how dare you? But uh yeah, I the, genuinely have not come across anything yeah this was uh, yeah, I agree that's held my interest it might be the it might be my favorite cage match I don't think I've seen a cage match better than oh well maybe hell in a cell so <laughs> I forgot about hell, hell in a cell, cell as a, <laughs> Mick Foley but Undertaker. this is the the exact opposite right because that match was not good at all Undertaker was injured Mick Foley was essentially concussed for most of the match it just had six like Shawn mm. Michaels uh under Shawn Michaels was it Hell in a Cell with Undertaker, Undertaker that, that's, the a, that's before, a particularly great yeah. match. But this might is, be yeah, the, true. you know, this was the opposite of that where the high spot sucked but everything else was phenomenal and just like seriously phenomenal. Yeah, man. Uh, these guys, you know, even right down to like the, the ring attire, like the inner circle coming out in like prison uniforms, <laughs> you know, trying to like, uh, I mean, Chris looked a little silly in a prison uniform, but the other mm. four looked like staunch as fuck, especially, uh, you know, and like Santana and Ortiz coming out and their dead presidents. Yeah, that was cool. Um, you know, and then like the 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 pinnacle dressed in all like angelic white and gold and blue and like just fucking brilliant, man. Like MJF being like just a despicable prick outside the ring, like taunting Sammy and stuff, and and Sammy Guevara is so fucking good, man. I forget it's like this weird goldfish thing where I forget how good he is in the ring every week until I see him wrestle again. I go, oh yeah, Sammy's like the best wrestler on the face of the planet, you know? Like, um, I. Yeah, I don't want to, like, downplay anyone else or anything talking about how good this mm. was, but you just don't see this. You don't see wrestlers putting themselves on the line like this anywhere else. Yeah. You know, and th these guys are top guys as well. It's not like a couple of, like, mid-card jobbers who are just, like, beating the shit out of each other and blading to, to get a response. No, like, this is... Um, I mean, these were top guys beating the shit out of each other and waiting to get a response. <laughs> but it was more than that. It was more like there were little storylines throughout the whole match. Uh, like, you know, Cash and Wheeler trying to, like, um, put, like, Santana and Ortiz away on on the exposed ring. And, God, man, there was just so mm. much. Like, Sean Spears trying to crawl up the, the cage to get away from Jericho because it was just too much. Like, there were little nuances in this match. Sean Spears' chair spot on Sammy Guevara was incredible from both yeah. guys. Uh, I don't mind Sean Spears, dude. Yeah, either do I. It's It hurts me to say, like legitimately pains <laughs> me to say it. But. I know, right? He's like good. 
He's good in the pinnacle. He's good. They're all good. And, like, MJF is such a star, like, such a phenomenal star. Like, I think Bischoff was yeah. quoted this week on the uh, 83 Weeks Ask Eric Anything, and the first person he said when they said the five people you'd start a promotion with now, he started with MJF. Yeah, you'd be mad, don't like, you? Like, I... Theoret- the, like I would, I would the, consider the, starting with five of the guys in that ring. Like they're they're all just like Sammy Guevara. Like I can't believe the level of babyface that guy is when he's so was so unlikable. It's just it's unbelievable. Yeah. Like I think if you were to he can do if you all. were to be a psychopath and go back and listen to this podcast from seven months ago when the inner circle looked like it was turning on Sammy and I was like how the fuck can Sa- Sammy can't be the face this is nonsense I was wrong <laughs> yeah but we hadn't seen you know he was so good at being a heel it just seemed unfathomable that he could be mm. a great baby face but he is um everyone in this match worked their ass off uh you know, and then when you've got everybody working so hard, having MJF and Jericho in there as like the 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 icing on the cake was was phenomenal. Um, I I didn't mind them going up to the top of the ring. I thought it added a little bit of drama to the match. Yeah. Um, yes, the like we've already spoken about the the yep. bump, but I, I what I did like was once Jericho was thrown off the cage, MJF saying thank you which was what all of his promos were about going into it. It carried on that storyline of like, you want to thank you, Chris? Well, here you go. Here's your fucking thank you. And I you. mean, this is- um, And then him just standing maniacally mm. on the cage with blood pouring down his face. It, it, I, You know, if you if you want to take a- uh, Like, I had this as an A+. plus. If you want to take the, pl- the plus off this because of the bump, fine. It's still an A. Yeah. It's, <laughs> you, know? you can't, you like, can't compare this still to the- 97 out of Exploding barbed wire death match. Like, you can't compare it. Oh, absolutely not. However, you could say that- No, that was a legitimate At botch. some point, at some point, AEW is going to absolutely, perfectly, Olympically, Olympic gymnast land a finish and- it is going to be the the mm-hmm. most wonderful moment of being a wrestling fan. Yeah, because um, God, we all want them and to. Like, yeah, man. And I'll just like I'll just sort of close on this. We as a fandom, and I genuinely mean this, we need to stop concentrating on the negatives. Even even with the big bad WWE, <laughs> you know, I think we need to start. And I'm guilty of this, especially with WWE. We need to start concentrating on what we love about wrestling. Because what's the point? You know what I mean? I'm not saying we can't be critical. I'm not saying that people can't have opinions. Absolutely. But it doesn't need to be so aggressively um, bitchy with, like a lot of the the mm. uh, feedback was for, for, for blood yeah. and guts, man. Especially when you consider what went before that bump, mm. you know? Like there were 10 guys in that ring who literally bled for your entertainment. <laughs> Uh, and that doesn't necessarily always mean a great match, but this was. And I barely heard anyone talk about that. So, I feel like we've kind of evened that ledger a little bit. Also, can I just be completely honest? I would not jump backwards uh, onto a crash pad off an 18-foot cage. Just just as a, just as a note. No <laughs> way, man. Not at, not at the age of 50. Not at the age of 50 when you've done everything. You don't have to prove shit mm. to anyone and he's still chris is still and we talk about chris jericho in this way all the mm. time where he is a very very unselfish mm. guy like on the roster unfortunately it's, um, it's once again he in, might not be be might not <laughs> you know as he as he rocks up to sturgis and starts coughing on be, people uh. <laughs> yeah yeah, he may be a little more selfish in his personal life, but anyway, <laughs> that's up to Chris. Uh, but as far as a wrestler is concerned, um, he is ridiculously unselfish. He's an unselfish um, performer, and yeah. Uh, anyway, there's no. I don't want to talk about the bump ever again. Um, I just thought this was a fantastic. I just thought this was a fantastic show. Um, I was legitimately joyful at the end of the episode. Mm. Uh, and I just, I'm so happy AEW exists. Impact this week was great as well. There are wrestling promotions who are doing fantastic stuff. 
Um, you know, even some like you know, the majority of SmackDown is actually pretty good as well. You know, there is good wrestling out there. Let's watch it. Talk about that. You know, um, yeah. I just think you know, it's like uh, there are times where I wonder why would you be a wrestler? Why? Why would you? <laughs> you know, <laughs> like it's such a difficult job. It's so demanding on so many different levels, and that you you bust a gut you bust your ass and then you get that feedback on social media and youtube and stuff you just mm. if it was me i'd just quit i'd just be like well cool no worries guys <laughs> you know like uh it's anyway, that kind of work ethic um, that brings I you seven you podcasts it, so- a week from wrestle wolf if anyone ever says anything negative about us <laughs> well <laughs> we're out yeah i'll just shut it all down <laughs> I just, you know what I mean, though, right? Like, it's just such a, you know, you would just, you would mute anyone, seriously, or just not look at social media. It's once again, everything comes back to social media just being fucking evil. Anyway, uh, I think we're done. That's probably the end of the episode, right? Yeah, I think that's it. We're done. We've ended. Cool. (laughs) We're we're doing a real AEW by ending on a bit of a like, eh, and we're done. Oh, it's a really good episode and then like a limp, <laughs> just a limp over the finish line. Uh, thank you for supporting us, guys, and listening. Um, just keep doing what you're doing, which is telling your friends about it. You can do that by going on the evil social media that I just pitched about for the last hour, uh, following us and sharing us around with your friends. Uh, but until next time, brother dudes, friends, dudettes, Pepe is dead.